The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay to Schitt's Creek to Supernatural and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. And welcome to this week's episode of Pop Culture and Fandom News. And this week, two of our three panelists, panelists, excuse me, have not been here in a long time. One in basically a year, uh, Sarah. Sarah, the last time Sarah was on, I believe, was for our Pump Up the Volume episode last April. Yeah, I think that's right. I think so, yeah. yeah. So uh, basically a year. <laughs> And then Susie is here. Susie has not been on since our last horror m- month, which I can't even remember what we closed out with. Was it The Purge? I think it was The Purge. It was one of those. Yeah, I think Purge was the last one. I, I'm, I'm like like 50% sure. Yeah, so that's the last one Susie was on. And then Tiff is going to be joining us here shortly. She is on. And Tiff has been on a, a lot the past month and a half, so it's not a break for her yet, but you will notice, with the exception of our Oscars episode, we are entering the Carla drought. Carla has been on basically every episode since the beginning of the year and even into the end of last year. So Carla will not be back until May. So <laughs> this is the long what? six week drought without my unofficial co-host. Oh no! <laughs> what, what are we going to do about Christian Bale impersonations? Well, Christian Bale has been retired anyway because oh. she kicks him out of the house at the end of January. He came back in February. He will be back, though, probably for our May 20th marathon streaming event. Christian Bale will probably be making an appearance during that. So just to let you know, you won't want to miss that. You can go to our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. And there's a page for that. You can get some info. We ha- we've started the general planning of it, but we've still got a couple months, so we're going to be working on that soon. And then you can come and watch me streaming for 12 hours. And yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a fun event. <laughs> so we're going to start as we always do. And this is also the first time for Sarah and Susie to be on one of our pop culture and fandom news episodes. These do seem to be very popular, which I'm very grateful for because... Doing the podcast this way has changed my life in ways I can't even say. (laughs) It's made things so much easier for your host. Plus, these are just fun to do. So first, I want to know, Sarah, and I just realized we have nobody except for me with a first name, with the first letter that is like 
in the beginning of the alphabet. It's all S's and T's. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, Sarah, what is one thing in pop culture or fandom that you are into right now? Wow, I'm first. I'm never first. <laughs> this is unusual. Um, right now, uh, basically anything involving Pedro Pascal, uh, I am into. <laughs> this is the third week in a row this has happened. <laughs> See, we're all just obsessed with Pedro Pascal right now. Uh, well, The Mandalorian started again, and uh, I think The Last of Us is finishing up this weekend. So that's kind of what I've been obsessed with over the past couple weeks. Yeah, it was. It started with Meg because Meg is very into Pedro Pascal. If you are TikTok friends with her, she will send you, whenever she sends me messages, I'm like, okay, 99% sure this will be a Pedro Pascal thing. If it's not that, it'll be a Dean Winchester thing that she found to send me to <laughs> cause me pain. So. <laughs> In a good way, I just mean. But so she was really into Pedro Pascal <laughs> a few weeks ago. And then um, and then Aaron A. on our Oscars week, she was really into um, the new season of The Mandalorian. So yeah. basically Pedro Pascal again. And then <laughs> Tiff last week mentioned The Mandalorian. <laughs> and, you know, that happened to come up oh and Pedro God. Pascal came up again. So, so yes. And I am not, I'm not at all, but I, I don't watch the Mandalorian. I still have not watched the last of us, which is <gasps> shocking because it's totally up my alley. I just, I know. I'm really surprised by that. <laughs> I know I, I, it's on my list of things to watch. So oh, it was so good. Yes. Yeah. So I think, I think Pedro Pascal is basically just a given right now for pretty much everybody. <laughs> Even if you're not into him, you end up being into him. Because he <laughs> infiltrates everything. He's everywhere not, right now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not not saying that as an insult to him because he seems like a really genuinely cool guy. Yeah. So, and he's a very, we've talked about uh, a few weeks ago about how a lot of people just feel he's really a safe man to mm -hmm. have a crush on. He presents as a very safe man. And mm -hmm. I think that's very true. Plus, he was also in an amazing movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, love that movie. Yes, that yes. Oh, my God. oh my You yes. can't go wrong with Nicolas Cage playing himself. Yes, and they should just do movies together all the time. Yes, frankly. I think so. I, I, I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's my yeah. favorite comedic pairing. I, I watched that movie oh my with gosh. my mom because I was like, oh, mom, let's watch this together. Look, it's funny. It's silly. You'll love it. And she was like, oh, I don't know. Okay, we'll see. And I, like, we were just laughing throughout the whole thing. And <laughs> Like she's like, oh my god, it was really good, and she was even telling my dad about. It. She's like, Alfonso, you should have seen it. It was so funny. <laughs> it is. It's it's so awesome, and yeah. that movie is really the reason we have Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock because it was co-written by Finn's cousin. He had shared that in an Instagram story. I said that I told my Finn crew that, and Susie said we should play Six Degrees of Finn Whitrock. So then it ended up being a, a, a staple of the podcast. So Susie is a member of my Finn crew. So I'm hoping on our Friday episode, she will be playing Six Degrees of Finn. I kind of expect it from my Finn crew. I let others off the hook, but not my Finn crew. And plus, Susie still has the number one best we've ever had. We had a couple of really good ones recently, but nothing beats Susie's that she did. Like, I don't even, it was like, I don't even remember which horror one it was, but it was amazing. So, yeah. So speaking of Susie, Susie, 
what are you into right now? Oh, I've been very much into looking at like the selected works of a very little known um, actor called Jose Pedro Barmaceda Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> Sassy hair tuck. Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's like one of the funniest things because my friends ask me all the time, Susie, can you say his full name? <laughs> that was amazing. So oh funny. my God, that was fantastic. Yes. <laughs> oh, whose name? Who could we possibly be talking about? <laughs> But, oh, but like, oh my gosh, if you, like, I highly recommend seeing uh, The Last of Us. It's, it like, it just, this last weekend, it had its last episode of the final season. They're very excited for season two. I'm very excited for season two. I love that there's so many practical effects and makeup in the show. That's one of my favorite things in, like, media and entertainment to seek out is, like, the practicalness of everything. And I, I, I love it so much. And I also recommend, like, once you finish the episode, stick around for the end, for, like, like past the end credits, because they have, like, these fun little, like, mini behind the scenes where, like, everyone's talking about the story and everything, and also check out the podcast that they do, also the, the showrunner and the, uh, I think it's the CEO of Naughty Dog who made the video game. I think it's one of the best video game adaptations that I've seen. It's it's so good and it's really setting the bar for for ones that other studios are doing and they better deliver because we know what good stuff looks like we we know what to ask for people like come on we know you guys can do it but yeah you know just my little a little blurb oh my gosh see i i I take notes and this will be a behind the scenes thing for listeners i'm taking and i've started to do it now better instead of just when i'm editing I'm taking down notes of what people are into, what they're either excited about or upset about for these episodes to let Carla know. Because if you didn't know, if you don't see in the show notes, Carla does design all of our cover art. So I let her know what everybody's into. And so it's just funny because I've got Pedro Pascal, Pedro Pascal. And Tiff isn't here yet. So um, when she does join, I'm going to ask her what she's into too. But it's just funny. I'm breaking it. I'm sorry, but I'm breaking it. No, that's okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I watched this movie. It's not a trigger warning. This movie deals with a very abusive relationship, mentally, psychologically abusive. Uh, but there's this movie called Alice Darling with Anna Kendrick is, is the star. And she's in this very um, mentally abusive relationship with this guy named Simon and her name is Alice and she goes away, lies to him and goes away on this trip with her friends and her friends slowly find out what kind of relationships she's in and they're trying to help her escape from that. And the reason, I mean, the movie is so, so I'll be honest, it's not the best. I do think the performances are great though, but the reason I am mentioning it is two things. Number one, and this is because this is solely because it's written and directed by a woman, I think, uh, two different women. This movie does not ever glorify or um, it's not exploitative. It's not graphic. You very you see Simon maybe five minutes total of the whole movie. It's much more about the mental toll and also friendships and female friendships. So it's really nice to see a movie like this where you're not supposed to be getting off on anyone's trauma. So it's definitely not trauma porn. 
Um, and it's directed by Mary Nighy and written by Alana Francis. And also the other reason is, and you might've seen this going around TikTok. There's a whole scene in this where the women step up to help her during this one moment. And it's a very powerful moment because it really shows you what you should do in any situation where you see anyone being harmed in any way and putting yourself forward to help that person too. And being like, we're going to stop this from happening together and we're going to protect you together. And it's a very, very powerful scene. And I think that stretches to everything. You see any kind of injustice, any kind of anything like that. And if you're standing right there and you're seeing it, stepping in the path. I mean, we've seen it in um, during Black Lives Matter and some protests where you would see white people literally standing as shields for the black protesters in between the police and them. So that kind of thing. So it, it kind of, I don't know, reminded me of that in a way, even though it's just a small little thing. But you can rent that. It's not streaming, streaming, but it was only like $4 when I rented it. So once again, that's Alice Darling. So it's not the happiest thing in the world, I realize. But I just wanted to point it out because of that, especially since we are primarily a female-focused podcast. I thought it was a good idea to point that out too. But definitely trigger warnings on that. So if that if that subject matter is triggering for you, please be cautious when watching it. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. And now I want to move into, and then I'll ask Tiff too, when, when she gets here. <laughs> Hopefully she's coming. Hopefully she's okay. Um <laughs> So I want to know, Sarah, what is one thing in pop culture or fandom that you are either so excited about that it, it makes you want to sing the praises of it like you sing the praises of Pedro Pascal, or <laughs> it's making you so furious like when a sandwich is left out or mayonnaise is left out and it gets that curdled warm. <laughs> I know, that was oh. Susie's face. I know. That was a great thing oh, that I gave you, right? That was – no. <laughs> no, that wasn't. Sorry. It just popped oh, in my head. I'm sorry. That was bad mental image. <laughs> oh. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so <Thanks>. sad. <laughs> okay. Moving on from there. <laughs> I'm going a uh, music route here. Uh, one of my favorite bands, Avenged Sevenfold, has uh, finally dropped a new single this week. And they have a new album coming out in June. It's their first album in like six years, six or seven years, something like that. You know, not not quite uh, as long as it took Tool to release a new album, but, you know, still still pretty long. But new singles, very, I, I, I know people are complaining about it. It's called Nobody. And uh, to me, it's, uh, they, they're getting more, away from the heavy metal and a little bit more prog, a little bit more prog metal. And uh, I really like it. I, I like the direction they're going in. They're not just churning out the same albums over and over and over again. 
So something, uh, something a little bit different for them. Uh, but super excited about that because it's finally some new music in seven years. Awesome. So awesome. nothing, but nothing pissing me off now, except the uh, visual of curdled mayonnaise. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so before I get to you, Susie, I'm going to catch up with one of the sexy ladies. She's going to be coming to us live from her piano room. Tiff. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi, Hi Tiff. everybody. Hi. Hi. From your Hello. fancy piano room. <laughs> yes. Hi. Yes. Hi, Susie. Hi, Sarah. Hello. hello. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm so glad I made it. I'm so happy to be Me here. Me too. <laughs> yes. So before I get to you, back to you, Susie, with, with one thing that is making you excited or upset, so we already talked about what we are into. Both Sarah and Susie are into Pedro Pascal. Or Susie, say the full name again so Tiff can experience that. <clears throat> Jose Pedro Balmaceda Pascal. <laughs> <laughs> It's like when yeah. it's like when um, they said Mufasa, oh, the Lion King. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. That's exactly what I thought. Ooh, say it again. Say it, say it again. again. I love it. <laughs> Gives me the shivers. That's awesome. So, Tiff, what are you into this week? So, I watched the cutest little um, series on Netflix called The Hidden Life of Pets. And I know Erin would love this because they highlight all kinds of cute little doggos. Um, but it's not just dogs and cats. It's also they, they highlight parakeets and parrots, which I'm terrified of because I don't like birds. But it was so cute. Um, this man in Japan has a huge tortoise and he walks him down the street and this, this tortoise is like this local celebrity. Um, he's already making plans. The tortoise is already 25 and he's going to live like probably for another hundred years easily. So the man is already making plans to have someone take care of him, you know, for decades and decades after he's gone. So it's such a, it's really cute though, because they're doing like, um, the differences between cats and dogs and their athleticism, because both are ath very athletic animals, but in different kinds of ways. So they do the domino challenge where <laughs> the animals have to go through the domino field. They set up a bunch of dominoes and then the animals have to do it. So they had three cats versus three dogs. So the cats knocked over a total of six dominoes. So really good, right? <laughs> Poor dogs. <laughs> They knocked over 42 dominoes, <laughs> but it's because of their physiology, because it's different. Cats have um, uh, their their springiness is based in their paws, which is why they can land like on all fours generally, even if they fall, where dogs are have longer muscles in their in their their limbs. So that's why they can run faster. So. Yeah, but it's neat. I, I know Aaron would love it, so gotta give it a try. <laughs> and it was fast. It's only like four episodes. It's um yeah, the hidden life of pets, not to be confused with the secret life of pets. I was gonna say yeah, that's yeah. what I first thought when you said that. I'm like, yeah, I've I've seen that. I'm yeah, like, yeah, no, no, no. The hidden life of pets. <laughs> yeah, awesome. but it's really cute. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well now let's go back and continue with. I, I will try not to get that that picture of curdled mayonnaise back in your. Although I just said it again, back in your tip. <laughs> so Susie, though, what is one thing in pop culture or fandom that you are 
excited about it. It makes you want to say the name like you would say Pedro Pascal's name or making you think of trying not to get other gross food thing, but that's all that's <laughs> or making you just want to throw your television across the room. <laughs> that's a feat of strength. My TV is, I think it weighs a little bit more than I do. <laughs> Is that would include a lot of rage. Um, but my thing that I'm very excited about is also music related. So one of my favorite kind of like uh, alternative bands, Fall Out Boy is releasing a new album on the 24th. And I'm really excited for this because this is like also the first album they've released in like five years. The last one was in 2018. But they... Um, one of my favorite albums of theirs is called Folly Adieu, and it's an album they made just before they went on hiatus in 2008. And they've been saying that this new album is kind of a spiritual successor to Folly, kind of in the sense that, like, oh, this is what our music would, what we imagine our music would kind of sound like if we didn't take that hiatus. It's kind of like a return to form, sort of. And I'm very excited. Like, the first couple of songs are out. And they sound really good, and I'm just really jazzed. And I'm so excited that when they released tickets for their concert, I said, I said, you know, sucks to be you, bank account, and I bought a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> sucks to you, be you, this bank is, account. <laughs> this is just one of my like favorite bands, and Folly is one of my like comfort albums. So I'm just, I'm very excited for this new music and everything. Awesome. And that's a good way to say next week we are going to be talking about our favorite concert experiences. So, yeah. Big way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Susie and Tiff will be back for that one. So that one, that one should be lost. So, Tiff, what is making you so excited? You are doing tippy taps. Tippy I'm just thinking of the pets thing since you mentioned the pets. You're doing the tippy taps. Or making you so angry that you, I don't want to do anything with pets with the anger part, but that you are going to smash the grand piano in your grand piano room. Oh my, <laughs> well, I don't want to do that. So I started, I had totally forgotten about uh, the series Hunters on Amazon Prime and season two is out and I've watched the first two episodes and I'm really digging it so far, um, even more so than I like the first episode. And the only thing that I have to kind of push out of my mind is the fact that a Chino Pay Alley is <laughs> one of the lead actors. <laughs> and Erin knows how I feel about him because she feels the same way about it. And like, they're trying to have him speak German and it is not working. And this German accented English is not working. It just, it just serves to irritate me, but everybody else is so good in it that I tried to block him out because, oh gosh, he's just, yeah. Yeah. Acting. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, yes. was it, was 
wasn't that a show? I think you mentioned that like it was like two years ago or something. Yes, yes. Yeah. And they just and the, the second season just debuted this year. So I think you know, it's it's like one of those things, almost like how the Mandalorian was between its second season and its third season, although they had, like we talked about, Mandalorian two point five with, you know, the book of Boba Fett and smushed in the middle of that. But still, yeah, this has been like over a full like calendar year and a half probably since the first season came out. But um, you know, I really love on there is Jerrica Hinton. I don't know if you all remember that. She was, um, she played Dr. Stephanie somebody on um, Grey's Anatomy. I'm trying to remember her last name. She dated, she was the one that (laughs) was at the infamous wedding where Jackson broke up April's wedding to that other dude. If you watch Grey's Anatomy, that's, that was a whole thing, but she was his date at that wedding. And yeah, so, <laughs> so she has, the, she has the, um, the horror of, uh, of being that character, but, uh, yeah, but she's awesome in it. She's, she's really, really good in it. She plays, um, an FBI agent on there. So, but she joins the hunters to hunt down the Nazis. Awesome. Yeah. Um, someday we are going to cover Grey's Anatomy. It's just a matter of, I have only watched like two episodes total. So the, so that is such a big, huge thing to take on. There's 19 seasons, Aaron. How are you going to do that? <laughs> that's, like, that's like saying you're going to cover Law and Order. Either the regular Law and Order or Law and Order SVU because it's like 22 seasons in now. So how are you going to do this? I, I don't know. I, I have actually thought about doing Law and Order too, but I'm like, how are you going to cut? You can't cover Law and Order. <laughs> yeah, no. Like during the winter, I did like a brief re like a brief watch of like Law and Order, and it got to like season I think like eight or something, and then I saw like some butt, and I went, mm, no, thank you. And then that's then I stopped watching it. Well, you know who's been on an episode of Law and Order? Yes. <laughs> Say the name. Say the name. Yes. You're Cece. Do you want this into a ringtone, Sarah? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> I want to just cut this out and just also send it to Meg and just. <laughs> Meg, we're friends on TikTok. Send me Pedro videos. I'll send you that one Pedro edit that everyone has seen. <laughs> Jose Pedro Bamaceta Pascal. <laughs> awesome. I, I love that. Um, well, and I'm sorry I keep talking about stuff that is pretty heavy, but for the thing that I am, I, I don't want to say I'm excited about this. I'm upset about aspects of this, but um, even if you're not a One Tree Hill fan, I do recommend this. The other day, I just kind of was looking for podcasts. And this podcast came up that um, for called Drama Queens. And it's Hillary Burton, or Hillary Burton Morgan. Sorry, she has <laughs> the Morgan there now for Jeffrey Morgan. And then Sophia Bush and Bethany Joy Lentz host this podcast, and they are rewatching One Tree Hill. But the thing that's interesting about this is they are also they're heavily critiquing the show, like heavily critiquing it. And they're also talking about, there was a lot of really gross, gross behavior behind the scenes, a lot of essay stuff. And, and the episode that I listened to honey Grove 
is really, really interesting because they go into detail about that and about something that happened to Hillary, Hillary Burton, um, or Hillary Burton Morgan, excuse me. And the reaction of people that watched this happen and didn't do anything. And then surprisingly, because he was hated by the showrunner, I guess, Chad Michael Murray actually stepped up and said, stop that, which surprises me because I don't think of him as like <laughs> a stand-up guy. <laughs> but he had nothing to lose because the show creator hated him, I guess. But So it's just really interesting because it's a really interesting look at Hollywood and that industry and how it for a long time turned its turned a blind eye to things and would watch stuff happen and people that actually had power and could have spoke up didn't do anything and just kind of looked at the ground or told Hillary Burton you are oh man you're being so strong cuz you have to put up with so much stuff from the show creator who's being an ass so you know instead of actually doing something just saying you're really strong <laughs> do something you're like this powerful person she was hearing this from the father of the guy that she was dating at the time and the father was like a really powerful part of the whole show too so it'll be infuriating um it will make you really love sophia bush she's pretty amazing in this episode but i just recommend that because of just it will really give you a real insider's look into that industry and the yucky parts, no matter if you liked One Tree Hill or didn't like One Tree Hill or got aggravated because One Tree Hill could not have a single second of their show not have music in it. It was like, oh my God. Diff is doing a little dancing reference there, but it's true. They never had a single second of that show. It was without- so loud. In the yes. ba- I was like, you could barely hear the dialogue because they had that music just blasting you know what other show did that was scandal um oh, like yes, starting in like the, yeah starting mm-hmm. like in about the third or the fourth season and i'm like what are you trying to tell us that your writing sucks is this why you know this is why we can't hear yeah. what you're saying because your writing sucks that's why you're constantly playing music over it but sorry didn't no, no 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 i i want i want yeah no that's very true because that's why what i think they did it with one tree hill is I mean, this is a show that in one of the episodes, the really bad villain guy, he is going to be getting a heart transplant. I'm sure you've seen the clips of this. He's going to get a heart transplant. (laughs) And they're at the hospital and the heart, you know, is in a cooler. And there's a dog there at the hospital. And this person that's carrying the cooler or something trips. The heart falls out. The dog goes and eats the heart. (laughs) This is a scene that happened on an actual serious show. Go watch the clip of it. It's hilarious. Because <laughs> it's real. It really happened. <laughs> they really aired this. They really wrote this and went, this is a good thing to put on our show that's not supposed to be a satire. I love the reactions from everybody. <laughs> I mean, I could see that like on, say, something like Scrubs, but. <laughs> yeah. Or even like Grey's Anatomy, because they lean into comedy sometimes, but like. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to send the clip to my panelists so they can watch the beauty of it. And I may even put the clip in the show notes <laughs> so that everybody can go and watch this if you haven't already seen it. It's one of the most ridiculous. Have you seen it, Tiff? I'm embarrassed <laughs> to, to admit that I watched One Tree Hill for like eight seasons. So. I watched it too. So don't be embarrassed. <laughs> 
still will rewatch it sometimes. So I totally remember that scene. (laughs) That scene was so ridiculous. Yes, it was. Yeah, we were going to cover One Tree Hill a couple of years ago, and then we ended up having to change the schedule around. So someday we will actually talk about this show because I think it kind of fits with our brand. But <laughs> but and we'll definitely talk about that. scene. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm guessing by your reaction, Susie, that you haven't seen this then either, right? No, because if I would have seen this, everyone in my life would know about it. <laughs> Yes, I'm definitely going to have to send you the link. I'll this send it in our DM. This would be an icebreaker at parties. An icebreaker at parties. <laughs> it's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com So... I changed what we were going to talk about here, um, and 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 we're going to talk about something light and fun because this is a fun week. Next week is going to be a fun week. Our main topic on Friday is talking about um, that'll air on Friday is talking about our favorite celebrity encounters. So, kind of, kind of as a preview of that, I wanted to know, Sarah, do you have like a dream convention for like a show? a piece of media, a music, anything like that that doesn't already exist. I was thinking about this during the week and I'm like, uh, nope, there's a convention for that. Nope, there's a convention. What I want is a metal convention, not a metal festival with the bands and everything. I want like an actual comic con, but with my fellow metalheads. And I want all the memorabilia and the records and, you know, musicians there that you can do photo ops with and, you know, all that sort of Comic-Con stuff, but for music. That's what I want to see. Whether that'll ever happen, I don't know. Maybe it doesn't exist. I have no idea. But I think that would be, for me, that would be a lot of fun. And you could go into other genres, too. You know, 80s pop music convention. Come on. <laughs> like, how awesome would that be? Well, in my in my mind, anyway. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> Aaron's I reading mean, my mind. <laughs> I was like, it's going to have something to do with heavy metal. I just know it. I just know it. <laughs> Because I was like, that doesn't exist. So it'll be something like that. Yes. <laughs> am I so. that predictable? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's a good thing. No, it's, oh, it's I, know, good I thing. know. I'm happy I was able to predict it. I don't know if I'll be able to predict it for, well, I might, I don't know. Hmm. So I'll see. Let, let's see. 
So, so Susie, besides a Pedro Pascal, I don't know if that was going to be the one, but besides a Pedro Pascal convention. <laughs> oh, I, I would like that too. That that would be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, no, that would be great. But I feel like it would just involve a lot of people just like foaming at the mouth and then they would call animal control and be like, I think there's a rabies problem in this hotel or something. Like, oh, a lot of these people don't seem well. They're just like, ah! <laughs> but um, I do. So I was thinking about it. And one thing that I would like definitely love to see is that, you know how there's like, like show specific conventions, like Supernatural, Once Upon a Time, the vampire one. Vampire that, Diaries? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it has vampire in the name. Um, that one. <laughs> it was just like that. I think I would, I just personally really like to see a convention of BBC ghosts. Not ABC or CBC or NB, whatever C that one is. CBS? <laughs> yeah. Not that one. I think CBC but, is like Christian broadcast. Sorry. We get a lot of angry letters. Um, but like just a convention just mainly about like the the BBC ghost show. I think it would be a lot of fun where it's like actors and like cast and crew that have worked on the show. Like I would definitely love to talk to like some of the costume designers of the show and how they landed on certain things, makeup artists too, and talking to the to the actors themselves and how they kind of came up with the show and you know do fun like little panels and stuff. See, like it would be really great to see like a costume contest of what everyone does, like which characters are more popular among the fandom and such, like represented. I think it would just be really fun. <laughs> No, I, I never would have guessed that one either. So cool. Aha. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah, I know that's a popular show among some of our panelists. So, yes. So, Tiff, what's your dream? What's your dream? What are what is a dream? What the wishings of a young girl who watched too much TV? in her teens and her twenties. Anyway, so I thought long and hard about this, meaning I thought about it for the last 15 minutes. <laughs> but I feel like there is an opportunity here to get a convention going for shows that were canceled after their first or second season, maybe even a third if it was like a short season, that were on ABC and Fox and you could have like, you could do it by popularity. So you, you know, you throw all of these names out there, these shows and you let the people vote, you let the fans vote on which ones they want to see. Like, do you want a panel for this one? Or do you want like them to act out scenes from like season two, had it happened? Could you give us the script for what was going to happen in season, in a potential season three? Were your OTP going to get together, you know, in season, in season four, that sort of thing. I just think that would be fun. I think it would be like really kitschy. Plus you could pull from like some super old shows that people maybe sort of don't remember, but are still like, you know, in their little heart when you think about it. So I think it would be fun. <laughs> I just do. I think it would be interesting. I like that idea. And I mean, there's so many I could think of. I mean, even going back to My Soul Called Life was on ABC. 
and had like one of the biggest cliffhangers ever. And the creator has walked through what what she said would have happened in the second season. But still, it would have been nice to see that. Um, so then if you had a convention and if the showrunner came or I don't know if Claire Danes would come and act out things and we don't really want Jared Leto at that, but but other people could come and see Wilson Cruz. <laughs> Wilson Cruz is who I'd really want to see. <laughs> He'd do it. He'd do it, man. <laughs> the moment he liked one of my tweets about my so-called life was a moment that will live in my heart forever. So <laughs> love you. Uh, but yeah, I like that idea a lot. And there's so many shows you could ha- do that. And then if that you could also expand to Netflix, then now that Netflix has taken on that duty, quote unquote, to sh- cancel shows. Yeah, basically. Yeah. yeah, let's give you let's give you eight episodes of this really fun kind of funky, interesting show. And then yeah, well, let's let's pull the rug out from underneath it. Yes. And then maybe we could get that Final season of Glow we were promised at a convention. <laughs> Acted out on stage. <laughs> Come on, Allison Bree. <laughs> I like that idea a lot. These, these are all really great ideas because they're all different. They're all a different variety and diverse ideas here. Uh, well, I know when we did our conventions episode, I'm not going to say this one again, but I, when we did our conventions episode, I did mention actually that I think an American horror story convention would be very interesting a lot because of the cosplay. I think the cosplay you would see at those conventions would be incredible. But what I'm going to say, and this should not shock some people is I, and I do think you could do this time and time again. I would like to see a Donnie Darko convention. I just think it'd be amazing. The things you could explore with that, the time travel, everything. And like I said, I've seen this movie over 60 times and I still find something new in it. So I'm sure they could do over 60 conventions and still, or even if they just did one convention one year and just traveled around the country, they could get so many people. The fandom for Donnie Darko, when they have anybody from the movie on any of the convention circuits, it always gets brought up. And people still cosplay as the cosplay as characters from the movie. So I think that would be a great idea. So all of these should come true. We should we should make them come true as part of our dream makers. Cue Carla singing dream makers. Dream makers. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. Wow. Well, we are done with this episode. (laughs) Thank you to my amazing panel. So we are going to go ahead and close out and everybody can say where they can be found. Sarah. Well, if a patron would like to find me, um, I am on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Had to go there. Uh, Facebook, uh, Sarah Barnick. It's he's a boy, A-R-N-A-I-K. I'm also on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Nate Cam Mom. That's N A T E C A M M O M. Not real. Well, I'm on TikTok, but only to uh, follow people. I have not done anything on there. So you really don't want to follow me on TikTok because I'm kind of boring. <laughs> Sorry. TikTok's, I, I'm, I have two TikTok accounts and I still try and figure out TikTok. So sometimes I, I when I figured out doing a cap cut doing our because we have up on our fandom thing one we still have the video of 
in from the, the scene from American Psycho where Patrick Bateman is walking, he's listening to Walking on Sunshine, and people on the cap cut of what he's listening to. And so we did it with him listening to his own his quote unquote audition for John Bon Jovi. <laughs> And we had a comment on there. It's some of the best comments I've ever seen. It's like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> so, Susie, where can they find you? Yeah, so I can be found on Instagram at at the underscore crafting underscore cryptid. And in my bio, there's a link to my dog's Instagram. Benny, you know, so if you need something, you know, lighthearted, fluffy, cute to look at, Check it out. He's super cute. He's a little stinker. He's floofy. He's great. And you know, I can be found prowling the TikToks for Pedro edits and fun stuff. Nearly things involving cows and bats. Because oh my gosh, guys. Oh my gosh. Listen, this is just like a real quick thingy. Um to anyone who hasn't, if you're ever having a bad day, just look up Highland Cow TikToks, and they're some of the cutest, most wholesome things, because it's just, like, a fluffy grass puppy that has nothing but, like, love and kindness and wonder in its eyes and in its heart, and it is just the best thing. It's an immediate, like, mood uplifter. <laughs> Life hacks. That's awesome. So, Tiff... You had me at fluffy grass puppy, so let me let me enter that into the to the old talks of ticks that I have on my phone, and I'll see how it goes because <laughs> I need that I need though that that endorphin lift that that serotonin boost. <laughs> it's like a shot of B twelve for my for my emotions. Um, yeah, so I'm out there somewhere on the social media. Um, so you can find me at Who Is Tiff Is Me. That's like across all social media platforms. I should answer. Okay. <laughs> just, just contact Aaron if you need me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll play telephone like we said last week. <laughs> For those who know what telephone is. <laughs> Sadly, there might be some people like, what is, what is that? Like that TikTok that was going around where that woman's like describing a landline. And then she's like, no, not a landline. <laughs> what you're describing is a landline anyway uh so this is aaron like i've said you don't want to follow me on twitter because it's pointless because i only ever retweet stuff now um i'm so sad still about what's happened to twitter and continues to happen to twitter but do follow fergie on tiktok because she is adorable she needs to go viral Remember, we are still trying to make Cocaine Fergie where Penn Badgley is her dog dad. That's part of our dream makers. So we're trying to have that happen still. So tag Penn Badgley in all of her TikToks as well. So this is one where, you know, Penn, you don't have to have a romantic relationship. You're just the dog owner to the amazing Fergie. So her TikTok, it's a long one, but it's worth it. The at is Schroeder and Fergs. That's S C H R O E D E R A N D F E R G S. It's long, but it's worth it. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. 
If you have any feedback, show notes, if you'd like to be a potential interview guest on the show, and if you would also like to be a potential guest on our May 20th marathon streaming event, if you're a creator, an actor, another podcast, and you'd like to potentially secure a half-hour slot, please feel free to reach out to us via our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. For the marathon streaming event, there is a page dedicated to that. Uh, The link is also in the show notes or should be in the show notes. And then if you want to just be a potential interview guest, click the contact us button. That'll shoot me an email and I'll try and get back to you as soon as I can. Uh, And speaking of interviews, we will have next week, we are going to have an interview with an author I have interviewed before, almost exactly a year ago, Andrew Dean. And he wrote a new novel called Chameleon, all about a serial killer, which I smartly read right before bedtime (laughs) every night. So very good decision on my part. But it's a really good interview. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to him about that novel. So if you like books about serial killers or horror novels, you will want to tune into that interview. The book comes out on April 9th. Okay. And on our next episode, we are going to be talking about our my panel's going to be back and we're going to be talking about our favorite celebrity encounters. So this one should just be a ton, a ton, a ton of fun. I have no idea what my other panelists are going to say. I Well, I, that's not true. I know one that Tiff's going to say. But I'm not positive <laughs> what, what my other panelists are going to say. So I'm very, very excited for this one. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.